Hi, hello, welcome. If you're looking for a podcast that dishes on all the reasons why 2020 has an extra day, you're asking the wrong girl. But if you were looking to semi-dive into the details of a long-ago dead dinosaur, this is that place. I'm Kristen Wander, and I'm the host who sometimes thinks she's funny. And this is my podcast, where I do some quick research on a different dinosaur each week. Still working on that one. (laughs) And then explaining it to you guys in a sort of detailed way without the paleontologist background that I honestly do not have. I just happen to be casually obsessed with these fossilized beasts. For this episode, I'm going to apologize in advance. You may hear some interesting noises in the background. My two dogs have decided they needed to fight over the coveted squirrel toy. And I have six foster puppies that think they're starting their own fight club. Is there a full moon tonight? Because they have all have the crazies. But anywho, this first episode is going to be all about the Eocosaur which I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that, but I could totally be wrong, but that's what I'm going with. This late Triassic Triassic reptile was one of the earliest true dinosaurs. That's a little snippet from my little secret, not-so-secret list that I have, and that's really why I chose this dinosaur this week, because I was just scrolling through my list, like I do every single time I'm about to start a podcast, and I figure out by just glancing and what draws my attention, and the word earliest dinosaurs, the words earliest dinosaur, really just caught my eye and I was like you know this podcast is in its infancy so why not have in one of the first episodes talk about one of the earliest dinosaurs that have been documented now I discover later that it's not one of the first ever discovered but they call it the earliest dinosaur because it's one of the oldest set of bones they have discovered which makes it even more interesting because it's like when you sit there and think about evolution and everything it's literally like talking about the first babies of the world and that's so cool to me so that's what we're going to be talking about and hope you enjoy learning a little bit more about the ecosaur from somebody who really doesn't know what she's talking about So my sources this week are, of course, wikipedia.org, because, you know, I can't escape it. It's so easy to use. Um, Then I also read an article on theguardian.com, which is um, a newspaper, Um, and yeah, it was an article from June 13th, 2007, and it was called Dinosaur Discovery. (laughs) Um, And then I also looked at a few pictures that were to help describe what this little dude looked like. Um, And that was off of a website called dinosaurpictures.org and you just search for Ecosaur. Yeah. And that's what pops up. 
Um, and then the last website that I used was called dinochecker.com. Um, and that I really just used as like a little supplement to kind of see if there was other information besides Wikipedia on um, what a dinosaur looks like and um, how they were researched and things like that. So those are the four websites that I used for this episode. Let's just jump right into this dinosaur. So this is the little segment that I kind of just copy straight from Wikipedia um, with a little bit of my interpretation from it, just so that we can get the meaty part of who discovered it, kind of like an introduction of like, hey, this is who we're gonna be talking about so I don't forget it later. Cause Wikipedia usually has all of that like in their first little thing. So let's get right into it. Um, we are talking about the Ecosaur, Ecosaur, Cursor, sure. However I pronounce it throughout the whole thing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best. Okay, so it means Dawn Runner was a primitive genius genus. I've pronounced it correctly three episodes and now I have to mispronounce it. Genus of dinosaur. It was an Orentheus Sure, that's how we're going to pronounce that because I'll probably pronounce it again later wrong and even more wrong than that or maybe closer to right. Anyway, I didn't know what that was, and so I actually went and looked it up as well because, like, I was like, this does not sound like any type of dinosaur or subspecies or subcategory or anything I've ever heard before. And I was like, so does that mean they eat something weird? Um, but anyway, so I looked it up, and it's basically um, a category of herbivorous dinosaurs um, that they basically lump together because their pelvics all look similar to birds. And I guess this is how they primitively first started talking about how dinosaurs were actually from birds and not lizards. Um, so basically that's all that that means is that it's one of those dinosaurs. So their hips don't lie. They look like a bird. <laughs> so, and back to this, uh, which lived in what is now South Africa. The remains of this animal have been found in the Lower Elliot Formation and might be the most complete known known from a Triassic Orentheischian shedding new light on the origin of this group. Basically meaning it was one of the most complete forms of one of the first dinosaurs. Um, the exact age of this taxon is uncertain. It was originally interpreted as living during the late Triassic Norwegian age around 210 million years ago. However, Olsen, Kent, and Whiteside in 2010 stated that there is no independent geochronological support for its assumed age and that the available data makes it impossible to conclusively determine whether Ecosaur is of the Triassic or early Jurassic, potentially as young as Sinumerian age. Ichiosaur is subsequently interpreted as a taxon of early Jurassic age by McAfee in 2017. 
Fossils of the ecosaur were originally collected in 1993, but were not formally described until 14 years later. The type species, Ecosaur parvus, was described in 2007 by Richard J. Butler, Roger M. H. Smith, and David B. Norman. Ecosaur was one of the earliest known Orinthiaceans and shed some light on early dinosaur relationships because early dinosaurs are known from mostly incomplete skeletons. Ecosaur is known from a partial skeletal skeletal elements including skull fragments spinal elements pelvis long leg bones and unusually large grasping hands i want to get right into how these little guys just look so these were little tykes like i mean they stood at 33 centimeters off the ground like their head was 33 centimeters off the ground like these little little they were super super tiny and that just makes them so adorable and like all the sketches I'm seeing of these little guys just make them look like tiny featherless ostriches they just look so super and without a beak but obviously but it's just so cute and they're so tiny and I'm just like I want to pick one up and fit it in my pocket it's just gonna be so adorable um uh, they also depicted them to have really big hands in comparison to their body size, but they have no, like, really good knowledge or ideas of why that is because they didn't have any, like, super long claws. They still had little claws, but they weren't, like, super long or anything, so they weren't, like, supposed to dig into anything. Um, and they had super long hind legs in comparison to their body size. Um, so it's assumed that they were bipedal, which I think that's the right word for it. I think. I didn't look it up. I was just like, I'm going to write this down and sound super smart. And then the more I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if that's a real word. But basically, they just walked on their hind legs and more so ran on their hind legs. Um, and it is predicted that they didn't have any scales and didn't have any feathers but they had like leather like skin that had like cracks in it and stuff like that. Like that's what the sketches look like. It's like they just like, I guess kind of like how where our joint areas have like the little um, divots and like things like that. That's kind of how they have it for them. Um, uh, they were kind of boring looking. I mean, they didn't have any like head ornaments like a triceratops or didn't have any extra long limbs or any, I mean, they had long limbs, but I mean, they looked pretty boring. Like there was nothing like you would, besides them being super, super tiny, um, and adorable looking, they just looked like, like the, they could have even looked like they were just little babies of something else. Um, so <laughs> so basically they could have been anything like that's what they looked like um they also they also said that they had triangular teeth which suggests that they were either full-time herbivores or that they could potentially have been partial carnivore or an insectivore um and it's predicted that they were one to five pounds so if they were a carnivore they didn't eat like they didn't kill their things like they were scavengers that's what I'm just thinking because I mean like this thing is like one to five pounds um my <laughs> my chihuahua that um that I recently lost um 
he was 3.5 pounds. So when I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, if that's the size of the dinosaur is that little, like my little Kasich was. It's so I'm just like, that makes these little guys so adorable and so cute. Um, if they were really that tiny, <laughs> it, it just, it makes it so awesome to hear that about them. So while we're on the topic of like what they looked like and stuff like that, um, I really wanted to get into their discovery and the one specimen. And there really is only one specimen and I'm seeing that this is becoming a common trend with all these episodes is that there's only like one specimen of these dinosaurs and they're just running with it and just being like, yeah, this is exactly a totally different dinosaur because we found this one skeleton and it's just like how do we do they know that or are they just guessing and there's actually less species of dinosaurs out there because I mean the list I have has like hundreds hundreds of dinosaurs different types of dinosaurs and I have to sit there and think well I guess that could be plausible seeing as there's thousands of species of animals nowadays um but you know it's still kind of like weird to me I don't know that you only find one and you're like yep this is a totally different animal than everything else um but anyway <laughs> so in 1993 the specimen of the Equasaur was collected from the lower Elliot formation in Free State, South Africa. Um, the, speci the, the specimen's name is SAM-PK-K8025, just in case you ever wanted to look that up for more details and scientific knowledge of what <laughs> they actually look like and things like that. Um, the skeleton, although only partially complete, is one of the best preserved um, early dinosaurs that have ever been found. Um, the fossils, like I said before, the fossils include a partial skeleton, which is little pieces of the skull, the lower jaw, um, the backbone, and they have complete limbs of this little dude. Um, which, whenever you sit there and think of how tiny they are, I'm like, dang, like, that is... Somebody had to sit there with little tiny tweezers and put all that together. That just had to be painstakingly difficult to do. And let alone find, like, to sit there and go through, like, all those rocks and all of that and find that and be like, this is bone in comparison to like rock and soil and stuff like that. now that I'm thinking on it that must have been super difficult to find oh my goodness like goodness gracious like oh my mm -mm. I wouldn't have had the patience for that and I like dinosaurs <laughs> well I guess they really like dinosaurs too seeing as they're paleontologists um but anyway that oh that had been horrible and in 1993 Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but anyway, in June 2007, the fossils were formally described by the international team of paleontologists 
um, which I mentioned before, Richard Butler. Um, he was from London. And David Norman was also from London. And then Roger M. H. Smith is from South Africa. Um, so basically still a bunch of old white men found these dudes this little dude. Well, didn't find him. They don't list who found him, this little dude. Um, they, but they described that, this little guy. Um, which, with last week's, not real, not really last week's, the last episode I recorded, discovering that a woman for her dissertation researched this, that the the Lordiosaur and then some old white guy came be- behind her and was like nope this is what it really is now it's making me like question every single time like did they really do it or did somebody do it before them that was a woman but you know it's not allowed anyway that is a small tangent for another day um they named the fossils Equosaurus Equosaur Parvus, from the Greek word eos, meaning dawn, and the Latin words cursor, meaning runner, and parvus, which means little, <laughs> um, which is in reference to the early occurrence because they're one of the first ones, Woo-hoo! and that they're super tiny, and that they theorized that they were really great runners that just scurried all over the place. So with them scurrying all over the place, in my mind, I'm sitting here just thinking, like, they're making little pitter-patter noises. I'm like, going, oh, we're going all over the place. And just running all over the place like little mice. That's what I think of these dudes. I just imagine, like, prehistoric mice. Although they're not mice, they're dinosaurs. But that's how I imagine them. I think their personalities are like that. I think that they had little heartbeats that ran that fast and that they weren't expected to live for a long time. Um, from all the research that I'm finding, it's like they really predict that they were super fast runners for their body size, obviously. They probably still couldn't outrun the super big dinosaurs, but that they were really great runners and they just run, ran everywhere. Just like had to get everywhere and like going all over the place trying to like pick up little pieces of things to eat um and, and foraged around everything and like maybe even like around the bigger dinosaurs just stuck around their feet and everything that they dropped down they would just nibble on and get get all their nutrients from the waste of like what was falling out of the mouths of the big dinosaurs as they just like I just figured that their life was fast lived like they were born really fast, that they lived really fast, they died really fast, and it was just like a short little life is how I imagine these things, and I'm talking really frantically because I just feel, I feel the franticness of their bodies and their minds and their like little lives, and just like trying not to get trampled on, but probably did, and that, oh, that's, that's how I imagine their lives were, and it's just very vivid in my brain seeing these little tiny things that looked like little tiny ostriches without feathers without wings and just like oh my god oh my god I have to get my next thing I have to get my next thing oh don't die don't die oh big foot go around 
at all this just like chirping at each other and making little noises and telling communicating to each other and letting it all known um and as i'm imagining this i also still read that um they probably there probably weren't a lot of them even though I sit there and imagine like that there was a ton of them, like they really predict that there wasn't that many of them, that it was a small little group because they were the first type of dinosaur like this. So what made them thrive for the little bit of time that they did is predicted that it was the extinction of the dinosaurs in the air, the era that was just before them because the earth started making changes in the environment 220 million years ago which made a lot of the dinosaurs to the previous era die off um, and so it made them be the first type of their species that were really good at foraging and things like that and were super tiny and did all of that kind of situation and that's what I had to keep on reminding myself is like the scientists think there wasn't that many of them. <laughs> so, honestly, I feel like this was just a super little tiny guy that ran around like crazy. Probably didn't survive long just because of how tiny they were um, in comparison to all the other dinosaurs around them and things that were changing. Um, the temperature was changing. The the foliage was changing, the types of dinosaurs around them were changing throughout the whole thing, so they really didn't, I don't think that they thrived, and things around them just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and so the harsh reality is that the first version of something doesn't usually survive very long as the flaws, the flaws get weeded out really quickly and only the really strong survive which then of course through the evolution causes them to become something different and that's how we determine something else as a different species and whatnot so like these first little guys probably had a lot of flaws I mean they were super tiny and weighed very little and you know just like they they did they didn't have much going for them especially in dinosaur area because I just sit there and think of like dinosaurs being extremely big and you know all intrusive and these little tiny dudes I can't I see that they probably didn't survive very much but then again we barely have any research for this dinosaur. There's only one specimen, and they predict that it's only 25% of the body or skeleton that was discovered. Um, so even though my mind has this vivid imagination um, and is running wild of how this little tiny dinosaur just supposedly in my brain thrived by running around frantically like a field mouse it probably just didn't it probably literally lived a very short life died a lot had different ones dying and being born and then just eventually quickly evolved into its next version of itself 
which I guess just makes this adorable little thing something that you should just grasp onto because life is short and we make flaws, but you know, we, we overcome them. We evolve within ourselves. And I guess that's a little bit of a reflection is that these little dudes couldn't evolve and died off um, pretty quickly, but we're not like that because we're humans. Sorry. It is a week of self-reflection, apparently. Um, anyway, so in my mind, I'm just going to keep on reminding myself that the little Ikuosaur was this tiny little adorable thing, and I can keep on imagining that one day Jurassic Park-like situation will actually happen, and I will become a quadrillionaire and be able to own my own little tiny ecosaur because one they won't try to eat me because they just want to eat plants and two they're super adorable but they run fast so I'd probably lose him in my closet anyway <laughs> yep that's all that's really there for this little dude there, there there's not much there I think next week I'm really going to try to find a dinosaur that's a little bit more well-known or at least has more s specimens in it because these last two episodes have been super short and not on purpose but because there's literally there's literally nothing on these little guys um last week or this week or I keep saying last week even though it wasn't last week that I recorded it my last episode and this one there wasn't really that much there and I'm so sorry um, but I hope he did find what we did talk about a little entertaining enough for you to want to listen for next week. Um, because I actually don't drive for a living anymore. I don't know if I really went into that, but I don't drive anymore. So I'm really going to really work hard on, um, releasing an episode every single week. finally cave and set up set these up before the names could be taken by somebody else because that would have been totally bad um i have an email that you are more than welcome to send comments questions concerns suggestions on a dinosaur you want to hear about anything like that just don't be really mean to me because that might make me cry um but that email is dresskingpodcast at gmail.com I also have a Facebook page called Jurassic the Wrong Girl, and my Instagram is Jurassic Podcast, and the Twitter for this is at Jurassic. I still have not figured out how to add podcast to the end of it, but I wonder if it's just because it's such a unique name that Twitter doesn't think it needs podcast at the end of it. Um, anyway. Um, I will try to keep up with all of these, but I'm not really that savvy with social media in my personal life. Um, I l rarely ever post on that um, for my personal stuff, so it's still an adjustment for me to be like, hey, let me post on these social medias that I need to for my podcast. So um, I'm apologizing right now. 
for the lack of little nuggets during this time as I go through this. So, but yeah. I just want to thank y'all so much for listening to yet another episode of my little dream of a podcast, You're Asking the Wrong Girl. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, comment, tell your friends, coworkers, strangers on the street corner, the hooker that you took home last night, anyone. I just need people to listen to this thing. It gives me a little bit of gratification that somebody out there in the world is listening to this little thing that I find very funny and very entertaining. Um, But yes, this podcast is currently available on most available podcast streaming apps, um, especially like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I will catch y'all next time. Bye. This podcast is produced, edited, recorded, and hosted by Kristen Wander. Music